you see the, the generations running together. So not always the dynamic of passing the baton, but, but running together with the baton. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everybody. This is Troy Mangum. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. Did you know your life is a message that God is wanting to communicate to the world? Every episode, I get to interview friends of mine, people that I think are awesome, whose life is communicating a message that needs to get out to the world. Thank you for joining All right, well, I'm here sitting down with uh, Nico Peel. Yeah. And uh, so, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, not a problem. So, um, so we, uh, let, me, let me, I think, let me cover how we met. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of, an, well, I thought it was a little unusual. So, <laughs> so, uh, my my wife and kids and I we go to this um, movie missions movie thing called Ekbalo or Live Mercy, mm-hmm. and uh, and we go to this church and it's a bunch of college kids, and uh, and that's it, <laughs> and so I've got yeah. my two kids and my wife and we walk in and my wife and I my wife was saying well you need to kind of let, ask him if it's all right if we're here and then so we end up I think I uh, talked to Jess Ray or somebody and said is it okay and uh, and they're like oh yeah sure <laughs> and so we sat with all these college kids and they we watched the film and it was kind of a missions deal and you were sitting next to us yeah yeah that's how we met <laughs> that's how we met so and I recognized you from uh well, you, maybe you could tell us. You were like you were at the drop, or you put that on. Yeah, tell me about that. A yeah, little. so uh, so you're at the drop gathering. Your family, you're in your yep. family. Yeah. And uh, the drop is just a national conference we do every year. Um, we gather high school, college students, young adults who are uh, passionate about building vibrant Jesus movements on their campuses in their cities. Yeah. And so, um, and so it's, it's a, a gathering students from all across the nation, primarily the, the East coast. And, yeah. uh, we, I really just encourage and inspire them to partner with God's heart for forever, wherever they are planted. Yeah. 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 Well, that was an amazing event. Uh, it really in, was. Come on. And I think, uh, Lou Engel yeah, maybe came yeah. in for that. Yeah. Lou Engel, uh, Sean Foyt. Yeah. Um, with yeah. Uh, Burn 24-7, uh-huh. Global Prayer Movement. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a joy having them with us. That's cool. Yeah. So, so, um, so I was interested in talking to you because I think that you sit um, in a very unique position where a lot of the older generations, they're not, they're not seeing what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just think you, you, uh, you have a unique perspective mm-hmm. just because I've, I think you're in the middle of a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. God's doing. So let's start with, um, I guess, that question. What do, you, what do you see God doing in this, this uh, college-age kind of group? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, first I want to say I'm really passionate about just informing older generation of what God is doing. Um, when I was uh, <laughs> my grandmother, who's a pastor, she, uh, I will quote this scripture a lot from Psalms. David, he says, I would have fainted if I have not seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And uh, so so part of my heart is to share 
the goodness of God and what he's doing in this generation to really just encourage uh, those who are maybe not in the field um, or, uh, you know, just praying for a generation but not hearing the stories and the testimonies yeah, of what God amen. is doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel there's a lot. It's really the, the, the things that have just always been a part of Christianity, but I feel like the Lord is just breathing upon um, the expression of, of prayer and, uh, and the expression of, of evangelism in this generation. Um, uh, I feel like the Lord is really um, uh, uh, just breathing on uh, students, uh, students' hearts, young adults are gathering uh, across uh, denominational lines, you know, many millennials, they don't get denominations, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, they don't, the, the unity, uh, you know, in the secular world, even in Christianity, we're seeing, you know, these, uh, the, these phrases about we're better together. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, that's how this generation is wired. They're collaboration, working together. These are just things that they just expect to happen. And, um, and as yeah. we're seeing them on campuses in cities, we're seeing them gathering friends, regardless of what background, and right. they're gathering in, uh, around the presence of Jesus, around yeah. his presence in the place of, of prayer and worship, adoration, and, and around his teaching and being challenged through scripture to live their life missionally like Christ, yeah. living a life sent. Um, so all across America, all across the nations of the earth, yeah. um, um, uh, particularly here, what I've been seeing, I travel mostly yeah. here in America, uh, is these grassroots movements of students and young adults gathering, whether it's in their dorm rooms or uh, a, a Churches, yep. you know, the, where where I met you yep. uh, was is, is expression here in Raleigh. One of our communities, Feast and Feast, they they met at a church that night. They typically meet in houses. It's about 60, 70, and eighty students meet every week um, yep. from over twenty different churches. I mean, that's just a picture of what God is doing all across the nation. Everywhere you go, yeah, uh, you can walk on any campus or go in any city, and you're going to find students from various different churches, fellowships, campus ministries gathering around prayer, around worship, and being uh, challenged to live a life of missions um, wherever they're planted. And so it's really a sovereign move of God. Yeah. Um, even with what we do on college campuses, you know, our heart is to build communities of prayer on college campuses. Um, yeah. Honestly, for us, we only have built or planted two communities. All the other communities that's part of our network of campuses or yeah. are adopted communities are communities where we just stepped on campus, we found a person of peace, and we discovered that, the, that this was already happening. You know, yeah, so it's not awesome. a matter of us uh, trying to go and build something. It's a matter of us just showing up and seeing like God, seeing God already moving, which which really just strengthened the case that this is a sovereign move of God. Yeah, and I believe there's a grassroots youth and young adult movement yeah. um, that is happening in the earth right now. So I was uh, so I got to watch. Um, YWAM together uh, mm. back in September, and uh, that's when YWAM came to uh, Mike Bickle's yeah. IHOP. Yeah, and uh, and it was pretty significant. Mm -hmm. um, and I had prior to that kind of been involved in the call when they went to Nashville back in yeah. 2007, 
and uh, my wife and kids went in 2016 to Azusa Now. But I've been watching the call go from really a prayer movement, mm -hmm. a prayer and fasting movement over many, 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 many years to it now becoming a missions mobilization yeah, movement. Yeah. And when and when YWAM Together went at IHOP and Mike Bickle basically stood up and said, uh, we are representing the marriage of, of missions and evangelism mm. with prayer. Mm. I was like, this is, I mean, this is... Uh, we don't just pray to pray, yeah. right? Uh, there, mm. there. That's sort of like you know we have been laboring, and now the fruit is is sending and going yes. and yeah. evangelism and more kids. If yes, you will. yes. So, so you were like right, mm -hmm. based on us just talking before yeah. this uh, that got started. You're kind of right. You kind of encompass both of these mm. things. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is marking as well others. It's not, you're not unique. You're kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel, um, I'm going to sh share this dream I had probably a year ago that, um, I think is really a beautiful picture of what we're seeing God do in the earth with the marrying of these expressions. Yeah. Um, it was, I don't know, I, it was a dream, but in the dream, it, I didn't see any pictures or anything. It was just more just hearing. Um, but it was, uh, based out of Ephesians 4, and in the dream I was hearing, it says, Nico, you are an apostle, and it doesn't have to look like blank. And it says, Nico, you are a prophet, and it doesn't have to look like blank. Nico, you are a teacher. It just went through all the fivefold, and uh, the, the, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, you know, the evangelist, the pastor. And so I woke up, and I'm like, okay, God, what are you saying? What are you trying to say to me through this? And I feel like what the Lord was saying is that this is how he's marking a generation. He's, it's, it's not a generation that's just being identified, well, I'm a part of a prayer movement or I'm a part of a missions movement or, you know, uh, what, it's, it's like we are all a part of a Jesus movement because in the heart of the Father, there's no tension between prayer and missions. There's no uh, tension between prayer and evangelism. All these things flow beautifully in the heart of the Father, mm. and He's bringing us into this place of oneness where we are valuing these different expressions, that we don't have to devalue one movement to value another. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what, I mean, the call and uh, what happened at the, the previous Azusa Now was absolutely Beautiful what happened at the together deal with with IHOP and mm -hmm. uh, and YWAM was absolutely beautiful and I believe it's a picture of what God is doing in the earth and is a picture of how He has wired this generation yeah. to just walk in the fullness of God and um, so I believe these two things are uh, we are beginning to understand the significance of these two things working together now of course you know some of us are more wired and uh and prone to lean towards one more than the other i believe that's yeah. just how god has has made us and, and that's a part of you know you look at ephesians 4 the ephesians mm -hmm. 4 you know the the different gifts was all about activating the saints it was all about activating the people of god to do the work yeah. of ministry and so um and so we need to be challenged by people who walk in 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 
who carries certain graces for certain things, like Lou Engel, who carries this grace yeah. for prayer and fasting, yeah. you know, and you know Andy Burr and Lauren Cunningham, who carries these this this grace for 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 uh, for missions and right. reaching unreached people groups. We need those expressions of the body of Christ to challenge all of us to look more and more like Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, it challenges us in in these ways, and so. I, I have found, you know, what we do on college campuses and work with young adults is marrying these two expressions together to see a sustainable move of God yeah. on campuses and cities. And we start with with the place of prayer. We start, I would believe that's the, the foundation and everything uh, should be birthed and sustained from the place of prayer. Yeah. And then as we just look through... Through uh, uh, through movements that have had great impact and movements that um, that have uh, lasted for decades upon decades yep. and have you know we look and we see the marriage of these two expressions um, and so so even my you know my own story my yeah, own life yeah. um, so let me before we go there mm-hmm. I mean so you made a great point and I want to mm-hmm. emphasize it because it was it was profound when we were talking kind of getting ready is um, you have witnessed uh, ministries on campuses Mm -hmm. that are kind of single focused, Mm -hmm. right? Like, for example, evangelism, which is nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you've you've seen them kind of run out of steam. Mm -hmm. So can you just talk from that perspective? Because I thought you had some great insights, and it's far more applicable than just campus ministries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Acts 13. Acts 13 is what the first Christian missionaries that was sent out from the church. Yeah. Uh, you read Acts 13 and you see that they lived this set-apart lifestyle where they gave themselves to to a lifestyle of prayer, of yeah. fasting, of worship, adoration, the teachings of Scripture. And it was from that place that the Lord spoke and said, set these men apart, lay hands on them, and send them out as missionaries. And so these men who went out, the first missionaries sent, carry that culture of intimacy with the Father into the yeah. mission field. And this helped, this helped them sustain the fire. Uh, we, we see this all throughout Scripture, but, you know, we see Acts 2. We see uh, uh, those gathering in the place of prayer, worship, adoration, calling on Jesus. Uh, and the Holy Spirit comes, and He marks them with the Spirit of fire, with this, which is the Spirit of evangelism. And in that same day, three thousand was added into the kingdom, and the church began to increase daily. The, the church was increasing. Yeah. Um, but then, in the midst of this evangelistic movement, persecution, the church began to experience persecution. Yeah. And, and where do they go? They go back to the place of prayer and worship. They get filled with love. They get filled with boldness and confidence. Yeah. And then they are sent back out. And so I, I believe that, that that is a beautiful picture of, of the significance of these two expressions being married. Yeah. Um, we, we don't see a lot ministries that this singular focus on evangelism. Um, particularly what we've seen in campus world, which I believe, as you yeah. said, is applicable in many in, in other places as well, uh, do not last long. You know, um, they do not last long outside of the place of a community, 
of prayer, a community of worship, a community where they continue our field. Yeah. And, um, and so, so these two things, again, is the Lord, I mean, unity is about us needing each other. And yeah, the Lord has yeah. built and wired us in a way that we need each other. And, uh, and so, uh, and so I, I feel like uh, this is, is uh, really a part of, um, of what God is doing just in this generation that we're yeah. living in a significant time in this generation uh, when it comes to a generation that is wired to uh, to prioritize the presence of God and to live, to lead out of that place, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you, when we were talking before, you you brought up a really um, kind of profound thing around the Tabernacle of David mm-hmm. uh, that you kind of linked back to your mm-hmm. your 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 family. So, can you just kind of share a little bit of that, that yeah. story? Yeah. Well, uh, Tabernacle of David, Amos nine. Um, 9-11, uh, it talks about uh, two, two major things uh, that are, are connected. Uh, number one, it talks about the restoration of the tabernacle of David. And the second thing it talks about was Israel being a people that was scattered, being placed back into their, their home, to their, their land. And it, and it connects these, these two things. Um, and you know, I, I remember first hearing about the Tabernacle of David, and I, I was like, you know, what is that? What yeah. is the Tabernacle of David? Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the very heart, as I just began to study the Tabernacle of David, at the very heart is about David being a man yielded to God and decided, like, I'm going to put the presence of God at the very center of everything. I mean, he hired hundreds of musicians, hundreds of worshipers. He says, you know, I'm not going to rule uh, my kingdom, like other kings, have ruled kingdoms. I'm going to put the presence of God at mm. the very center. This guy, who was like being, like was God's target for for dreams and visions, mm. and so his so he is overwhelmed with with divine aspirations and dreams. So overwhelmed to this place, he was like, I cannot accomplish or do any of this outside of the presence of God. Mm. And so the very heart of the tabernacle of David is a man being yielded to God. Uh, you know, I, I connect uh, the tabernacle of David to the Beatitudes, particularly Matthew 5 and 3. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. It's almost like David was saying, this is too much for me to do. I need the presence of God. I need mm-hmm. the grace of God to do this. Here, him recognizing his inability to do anything outside of God's presence. And God says, hey... Here's the kingdom, you know. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of, of God. Yeah. And so it connects the restoration of the tabernacle of David, and, and this is this prophecy is quoted in Acts 15 as well, uh, connected with, it has a tying stamp with it, with Israel being a country. So I believe that, that the Lord is raising up a generation marked with the spirit of yieldedness, you know, marked with with this uh, this yieldedness to God, who who is putting the presence of God at the very center of everything. So there are decisions they are making, uh, uh, decisions and plans. You know, it's not just this. We're, let's come up with a good idea, a good program, or but everything is being birthed and sustained from the place of the presence of God. And so, what's fascinating about this because. 
is that my great-great-grandfather, who was a pastor and a church planner, he could not open up the Bible and, and preach Amos 9. If he would have preached this sermon before 1948, he could not open up the Bible and read Amos 9 and say we are living in that day because before 1948, Israel was not a country. Israel was not yeah, a people yeah. in their land. And they were not a country for a thousand years. <laughs> you know, yeah. for a thousand years, uh, it wasn't until 1948 that, that, that this became a reality. And so we go and we look at Amos 9 and we see like, man, like the restoration of a tabernacle of David, a generation marked by the, every generation is called yeah, to yeah. be marked by the presence of God. Uh, yeah. but, but then there are prophetic destinies over generation where the Lord says, this generation I want to be known as a generation marked by my presence. And that's the restoration of the tabernacle of David. Yeah. And the time clock for that will be Israel. It will be Israel mm-hmm. being in a land. So we are the only generation in human history that can say that we are living in the days of the restoration of Tabernacle of David yeah. because of the time stamp that is is placed in Amos 9, which for me, I you know, it, it builds the case that, that, that the, the Bible, that Im- embedded in the Word of God, the, this love story to, to the bride is also a prophetic clock of us being able to look and see where are we in, as a generation in, in God's uh, timeline, you know? Yeah. And so so I think this ties back into this, you know, why we're seeing the marriage of these two expressions in a generation of prayer yeah. and evangelism is because it's unity, it's Jesus' prayer, John 17, that, yeah. that we'll be one. And unity is, is that we need each other and that we cannot do it and we cannot survive yeah. uh, without each other. And so we're seeing we have to marry this the prayer the presence mm-hmm. uh, 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 expression with evangelism because because we have to we want evangelism we want it to be birthed out of a place of intimacy with the Father yeah and and, and we want to send people into the mission field carrying this culture of intimacy this 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 culture of keeping the fire burning in their own hearts you know yeah um, so it's immediately what I'm thinking of is uh, this scripture about you know. Um, the, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not the, here's your five steps to reach the lost. Yeah. You know, here are the four arguments you need to use against an atheist. Here are the, you know, that I am so smart, and so therefore my intellect and my strength and ability and talents are going to usher in something for God. Yeah. Whereas what you're talking about is, I don't know. Yeah. I just want God. Mm-hmm. And I'll know when I have his presence. Yeah, yeah. And and so and and so it's not about some, you know, evangelism explosion, great program, mm-hmm. but it's about the presence of God and the anointing that yeah. comes with that and says, Now go here or do this or and the Lord just kinda brings yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, the the dependency on God is is a heart yielded to him. Yeah. I, I believe that's how revival happens. Uh, you know, m- my favorite definition of revival is in John 5 when Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father do. Mm. And I only speak what I hear the Father speak. Is his yieldedness to the Father voice created divining, def- defining 
moments for other people's lives, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the man that was at the pool for, for 38 years and waiting for, for, for a moment, you know, yeah. for a good meeting, a conference with angels to come to stir the waters, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and Jesus was standing right in front of him and says, hey, like, you can... You know, get up and walk now. You know, and it was it was the reality of the revival now. But it's in that same chapter that Jesus responds when he got a lot of flack about the miracle. He says, "I only do what I see the Father." In other words, this this man's breakthrough healing was based off me being yielded to the Father's voice, yeah. me being obedient to the Father's voice, created this divine moment for so, this brother. So you've got to have testimonies uh, and stories mm-hmm. of people that going into the presence of God and then coming out with some kind of, oh, okay, we'll do this or we'll yeah. do that, and the Lord just, you know, kind yeah. of provide. Do you have any any examples of that in different places? That- yeah, yeah, I, I have so many. I mean, so uh, like... Be, I'm trying to decide which one to share. So, at the, uh, I experienced uh, revival at the university I went to. Um, outpouring I remember of you God's telling spirit. me about this. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, really, really similar. The Lord marked as we just uh, really prioritize the presence. That's what that, that's what was yeah. the heart behind this gathering. It was like we just want to prioritize the presence of God. People will come in and they will experience the presence of God and Lord yeah. will mark their hearts. And so the passion, which when we were doing all of this, we didn't have the language. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just, we were just, we just felt Lord to just gather in my presence, pray, worship, talk about intimacy with me, and I'll do the rest. It's all. So we didn't have, I didn't understand the language of discipleship. I didn't understand, yeah. you know, all the healthy di- dynamics that, that makes up a healthy community. I didn't know all those pieces, you know. Right. Uh, um, and so, um, so it was really out of us just being obedient to, okay, we just felt like this is what the Lord is telling us, that he marked the entire room with, with, with the spirit of evangelism. You know, I remember in our meetings, um, <laughs> our meeting students will, will come and it's like, we're, we're just so filled right now. Like we have to, like, I, I'm like, I, we have to go and do something about this. Like we have to go, this has to spill and touch our campus. We have to go and share the gospel. And, uh, and so the whole evangelistic movement at our university was just based off of us. I mean, it was really like an Acts 2 deal. Uh, uh, we gathered for, for a semester by the, the, after Christmas break gathering again and Lord mark us with the spirit of evangelism and and we just went out and and our meetings began to grow as students began to come to the gatherings yeah and uh, it began to grow beyond capacity where we had to take chairs out and students are looking through the windows and and uh, because there was no room for them to, to yeah. sit inside and, yeah. and yeah. students continually coming to the Lord every every single week you know and that was birth from just a few students gathering and saying, Jesus, we just want your presence. We want you, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, what we do with, with our, our campus ministry, yeah. Ignite Movement, yeah. um, all of the expressions, uh, our summer school we do, our conference to drop we do every year, mm-hmm. uh, is, has really been birthed out of prayer, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot going into planning conferences. I, I don't enjoy it. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> planning, budget, financing, fundraising, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so this, you know, and, uh, but you see the fruit of movements. There are several campus communities that have been birthed of students, you know, coming to, uh, to a conference and their hearts being marked. I mean, I was just at 
Mars Hill University um, yeah. uh, a few uh, months ago, and uh, a student who was at the drop, the Lord just marked their hearts and was like, we have to see something happening at Mars Hill. You know, so he went to Mars Hill and he started doing these gatherings, about 200 students. They're worshiping, praying and getting marked, being marked by the spirit of revival to reach their campus. And, and, uh, and so we see the birthing of, yeah. of communities. Other communities are being birthed as, as they gather, get marked by the presence of God. And, and they're, they're like, okay, we have to marry this moment with a practical with like, hey, like our hearts is marked. Now we must respond. It's like Noah. You know, the Lord says, hey, you know, go build a boat. And he it just, that word just didn't stay prison in his yeah. prophetic journal. He got to act. He started cutting down trees. And yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's what happens in the presence of God. He speaks to us. Yeah. And he, he uh, uh, marks our hearts and we respond in obedience. And, um, and so... Um, and so I, I think that's what we're seeing this this grassroots movements yeah. of communities. So list list some of the schools. So yeah, I know yeah. You're, you're kind of uh, so just some of the schools that that you're associated with. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, NC State, NC yeah. State is our flagship campus. Uh, our office is right beside campus. Um, uh, UNC Chapel Hill, uh, Duke University, uh, Wake Tech Community College. Yeah. So there's yeah. campuses here. Uh, uh, Clemson University, the Lord is doing amazing things at Clemson University. Um, is uh, I, I believe in the coming years we're going to hear uh, uh, a lot of yeah. of, uh, of what God is doing there. Um, testimonies. Yeah. Um, uh, other campuses we're connected with, Georgia Southern University. Yeah. Um, we have amazing friends that. Uh, um, in Birmingham, uh, yep. UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Yeah, um, yeah um, uh, Virginia Tech University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just yeah. had an amazing uh, gathering there last week with uh, the 10th anniversary of the Virginia yeah. Tech shooting. And um, they had an amazing gathering of worship and, um, and uh, reconciliation. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's all over, all over That's America. Um, the Lord is, is breathing on, on young adults. So I, I got to send a shout out to uh, Alabama. When they spoke at, at the drop, yes. there, there's fire, <laughs> fire. Those people are on fire, oh, man. <laughs> I was just like, this is awesome. So, so let me, all right, so let me, I'm going to talk for a second. These are the, I'm going to read, uh, all right, if you're my age, which is old, <laughs> and, and this is, you're not on colleges, you're not seeing what's going on, um, because it's not, your church maybe is not involved, or it's not, you know, just kind of in your sphere of what's going on, uh, I want you to ask the Lord to, to um, provide uh, those kind of relationships with the younger generations with what the, the tapping into this because there is partnership to be had across generations for this. Mm-hmm. Um, be it, you know, helping with finances or, mm-hmm. or organizational structure or whatever it is. Um, uh, really ask the Lord because it, it, I, the, my excitement in bringing Nico in was about, you know, there is... Um, uh, 
there is a fire and a fruit that's going on with the college age right now and going with, with the intimacy with God and also going into missions. Mm-hmm. And immediately I, you know, I, I see all these young people in there, hey, I'm going here and I'm going here. And, and immediately that scripture says, how can they go unless they are sent? Yeah. The equation is intimacy with God, prayer, birthing into evangelism and missions, and then the senders. Yeah. Right? And and those that are partnering saying, I'm with you. I'm yes. with you in spirit. I'm with you materially. I am uh, contending with you, you know, yeah. and yeah. fighting so for good. you. You know, and so you're not just alone. It's mm. good. So that's, anyway, I just had to have my little spiel there. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, the, the generational synergy is so key to this, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Isaiah 60, we're all familiar with. It talks about, you know, darkness upon the earth, darkness upon the people. Um, but it says, arise and shine for your light has come. Um, the glory of the Lord will, will shine upon his children. Kings and leaders will come to their arising. Mm. Um, uh, but the, the, the verse before that, be, before Isaiah 60, Isaiah 59, I believe it's verse 21. You know, it says, you know, I shall make a covenant with you. And the word shall be in your mouth, in your children's mouth, in your children's children's mouth. And then you go to Isaiah 60, arise and shine for your light. It's, it's like this dynamic of yeah. the, the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob generations, mm-hmm. the three generations. Yeah. Before you can see the manifestation of Isaiah 60, the fullness of God's glory, yeah. you see the, the generations running together. So not always the dynamic of passing the baton, but but running together with the baton. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think That's a great analogy. the the uh, the generations running together mm. is is so significant. It's our and even helping. We were talking about this sustainability piece. Mm. You know, this generation is looking for for fathers and mothers, yeah. those who will be present. You know, um, yeah. uh, they they are they are looking for that. And uh, you know, Malachi four. You know, it talks about the hearts of the fathers yeah. turning to the children yeah. and. And uh, and and just to say, you can't programize that. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about a discipleship program. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about friendships. Yes, yes. We're talking about coffee. Yes. We're talking about you know, it, it's 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 you just can't programize yes. it. Yes, that that is, <laughs> that is that needs to be echoed <laughs> because uh, that is so true. I mean, it doesn't even just how this millennial generation is wired. Yeah. It doesn't work. The the program approach of Pouring into people doesn't work. It's relational. You know? yeah, it's relational. It's exactly what you said. It's grabbing coffee. You know, it's yeah. showing up, you know, and just being there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that is that's so good. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it's, and it's funny because I, so I, I remember having that heart cry mm-hmm. um, as a younger man, right, mm-hmm. saying, where are the fathers? Mm-hmm. Right, where are the fathers? Where are yeah. the fathers? And then I eventually it was just getting all upset. You yeah, know, they're yeah, all yeah. doing other things yeah. and they don't care. And <laughs> and I was getting all pissed or upset. Yeah. And and uh, and then the Lord was like, well, anyway, God's done a lot in my heart to be mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm I'm going to father you, mm-hmm. right? And then and then you're going to start to carry that kind of, you know. There's many many people mm-hmm. like my wife, I would include as well. Uh, that are like that, you know, that mm-hmm. are that are just that relational connection. Yes. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I mean, I am beside myself thrilled 
at, at what God is doing. Mm, good morning. I mean, hundreds and thousands of young people are going to just push the kingdom of God yes, forward. Yes, come on. And oh. they're not going to do it alone. Yeah. They got on. each other, and they're going to have other others yes. and other generations. Yes. And that is what's and that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And come and on. and uh, and the people that listen to this, I want them to be a part of it, not mm. just the young people who yes. are already there. Yeah. But but the others, others outside of that and say, yes. you know, how God, how can I be a part of it? Yes. What can I do? What's my part? Yes. Yeah. Even so. we're we're talking about the unity piece. The unity is that we hmm. we need each other. You know, yeah. unity looks like family, you know, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. the need for each other, you know. And uh, yeah. um, when when I first started ministry, I was before I was preaching to college students, I was preaching uh, I was part of uh, the strategic prayer networks, and so I was preaching honestly to a lot of old men and old women, and that was that was my first audience, and uh, and That's it was and, and so I'm like God, what do I preach? And and it was that we need you. That was the message. It's like yeah, we good. need our generation. We need you because it's the. Uh, it's like being at a family table, you know. Mm. You have, everyone needs to be. You need. You have to have your your mother, your father, the children. We just don't want to have a table full of just the children. We want our aunts, our uncles, our our mothers, our. We want there everyone. is no children's table at the kingdom. Yes, of God. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so. Yeah, so yeah. we want everyone at the table yeah. um, just to see. Just to see this thing move forward, the kingdom of God to mm. move forward in power. And, 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 and it's Jesus' prayer. He says, Father, this is the prayer of Jesus. John said, he says, Father, I desire. This is the desire of the Father. This is the desire of Jesus uh, is that we will be one. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so, so all of uh, the generations out there that's listening, like we... We need you. Uh, we want you sitting at the table. You know, yeah. we, we want your your presence, and uh, you are a part of what God is doing in, yeah. in this generation. Um, yeah, that's man, that's awesome. So so let me uh, let uh, get practical for a moment. Mm-hmm. So so just on a, a note of like what ministry are you a part of? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. is it, what is it called? What is... Yeah. So uh, ignite movement. Okay. And um, so our heart is to build uh, missional communities on college campuses in yeah. cities across America. And so our role in that is is really coming behind student leaders and young adult leaders, encouraging mm-hmm. them, equipping them. And so we have a lot of opportunities um, where yeah. we, uh, um, with our uh, summer training school, we mm-hmm. we train uh, young adult leaders on how to build vibrant Jesus movements on their campuses mm-hmm. and in their cities. Um, we have uh, the conference, as I mentioned before, The Drop, which yeah. is more of a gathering to inspire students and young adults to partner with the heart of God for their campus mm-hmm. and city. And Wildfire Training School being the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the place where they can be trained and equipped and doing it. And uh, we also have a network of campuses that we yeah. uh, that we gather the students and young adult leaders who are leading movements, and we yeah. encourage them, we resource them with with uh, with um, uh, training, equipping things mm-hmm. to to build sustainable communities. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, I feel like um, what I want to do to just kind of close it off is I'm going to pray for you and your generation. You're going to pray for me and my generation. Awesome. Come on. And uh, I don't know. I think we'll kind of close it off like that. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds like a plan. So, um, Lord, thank you so much for Nico and, and sort of the tip of the spear that he represents in this powerful arrow 
God, in your quiver of this whole generation of young people that are going to be thrust into um, the world as, as bringing the presence of God and the kingdom of God in where they're going. So, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, Lord God, I pray that, that you will raise up mighty, mighty young women who, who will serve you with their whole heart first and trust you with all the other things. And I pray that you will raise up mighty, mighty young men that will, that will know that you are trustworthy and their whole life is not up to them and where they go to school or what they do or the decisions they make, it is up to you and you are the king and you are calling and enlisting them into your army, into your uh, family to, to work in the family business. And, uh, and thank you so much, Lord God, for what uh, just the, the many things that I've uh, seen in my own family and, and in other families. God, you are moving among young people today, and you are sending them all to the nations, God. And, uh, and they are marked with the presence of God. Thank you so much, God, that uh, there is no disparity on the millennials, God. There is a power of God, yes. of the Holy Spirit over these millennials to be marked with power in the kingdom of God. Yes. And, uh, and it's not just all the media hype, Lord. Thank you so much for Nico, uh, for coming on. Wow. Lord, I just bless Troy and I thank you, Lord, for, for this call, um, uh, this, uh, ministry, Lord, that you've put in his heart. Um, and father, I thank you for people like Troy who is, uh, are, is intentional in bridging the gaps between the generations, Lord. Father, I pray uh, for, uh, for the older generations, Lord, that they will become bridge, uh, bridges, that they will, uh, will be intentional in their pursuit of, of, of loving and pouring into uh, this generation of, of millennials. Uh, Father, uh, I just stand on your word. Um, uh, John 17, that we will be one. So, Father, yes, I ask for yes, for that you will give grace, God, which is your enabling power, Lord, to, mm. to, to pursue your heart for unity, to pursue your heart for oneness, Lord, to see the generations, the old and the young, yes, holding Lord. hands together, yes, running Lord. together with the baton. Lord, mm. I ask for yes, that you, Lord. expressions of this, that you will amplify expressions of this, Lord. Mm. Um, uh, for uh, that will inspire uh, both the young and the old. That they will mm. see beautiful pictures of this happening in the earth, Lord. That will inspire mm. them to to jump on the bandwagon and to go for it. Uh, and so, Father, uh, I ask, Lord, that you will give uh, a strategies, Lord, to the older generations of 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 things that they can do to 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 be. Uh, a bridge, Lord, to, yes, to, Lord. To, to close the gap, Lord. Lord, mm. I pray that, that you will mark them uh, both sides, the, the millennials and, and the older generations, with the spirit of prayer, that, yes, we'll, that we'll first carry each other in the place of prayer for mm. each other, Lord. Lord, I ask for a spirit of generosity, Lord, that we will serve each mm. other, Lord, through our time and through our finances, Lord. Mm -hmm. And Lord, yes, I Lord. ask, Lord, for the, for the grace, the parenting grace that is needed, God. Lord, mm -hmm. that, that you will give uh, uh, the older generation, Lord, just 
wisdom of how to 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 engage mm. with with this generation in being uh, uh, mentors and mm. fathers and mothers. Yes. And Lord, uh, we we just stand on your word. Uh, we thank you for the hour and the time that we're living mm. in. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that we are a privileged generation, God. Mm. And so, Lord, we ask for your grace. We we humbly yield ourselves before you and say, God, give us grace. Uh, to move with you. Give us grace, mm. Lord, to be one. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. 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 Amen.